Welcome to Backdoor Cover Podcast. We've got a special one for you today, ladies and gentlemen. I've got Pete. I've got Micah. I've got Mitch. We've got the whole quartet. It's going to be a special one. Uh, here it goes, Micah. Brad, hit the high horn. Let's fucking go. Well, well done, Brad. Well done. Hello, and welcome to Backdoor Cover. As Brad mentioned, we got the whole squad here. It is perhaps the best football weekend of the entire year. It is divisional, the NFL divisional weekend, and I am super wild hard for it. Mike, I didn't mean to cuck your intro here. I just, I just went with it. I was, I was just leading the ship. I so I hope you don't mind. No, man, it, it feels really good. It also feels really good to be joined by Camp Miss Mitch and Peter the Irish guy, gentlemen. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. Feeling great after my six and zero weekend on Wildcard Weekend. Just really hitting playoff stride, postseason form. You look like a million bucks too. He, everyone looks like a million bucks except me. I will say, uh, last weekend's performance by Peter was pretty special. Let me ask you this: Has there ever been a bigger turnaround from Pete's Week 18 to Pete's Wild Card Weekend? Because I think he went like two or four and whatever. I I was, I was just going to say that I went two. And thirteen in week in week eighteen to a perfect six and zero in wild card week. Quite the turnaround. Um, it kind of it made me think about what Mitch, you and I talked about during week eighteen when we were um, doing our analysis of that week leading up to it. An impossible week to pick. So I'm just going to put it down to that. Kind of in the same boat as the Dallas Cowboys against against the Commanders, we're just striking that week from the record books and we're acting as if it didn't happen. It, it's just reversion to the mean, just like everything else. You, you go that far off the rails. We were hoping Brad reverted to the mean with his picks all season. Just How dare never you? Won. But the mean is just poor performance. I think that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I've been on a steady uh, uptick since the beginning of the year, boys. By the way, I had a chance to listen to Micah's recap of the over-unders last weekend. So for those that don't know, we did a AFC and NFC preview on the over-under on each NFL football team. Micah listened to every little bit of that nonsense. And I know you had a couple of quotes in there. It was a great 17-minute listen. I appreciate you doing that. There was a couple notables in there that were pretty spectacular. Do you remember any of those offhand? Well, I do have my notes here. Micah, uh, back in the day when you were producer, Micah, you would have pulled the actual sound clips instead of reading them out yourself. I'm just yeah, saying, no, you're lazy. I feel a little guilty. I could have just pulled up the whole thing. It, it required a lot of editing. <laughs> and Work and stuff, yeah. Uh, at one point, there was discussion. We all agreed that Tennessee was going to go under nine and a half, uh, which did hit. And uh, Peter said, the only thing better than AJ Brown is two AJ Browns, uh, which is kind of hilarious considering the GM of the Titans got fired because they gave up AJ Brown and then he killed him. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It was good. There was a lot of, a lot of fun stuff uh, in the podcast. I would encourage you to go listen uh, the, my favorite quote, I believe, was uh, I, when we were talking about the Raiders, I said, how many dorm rooms in America have a guy named Derek and a dude named Devante? And then Peter said, and one of them's a beta male cuck. I just I really it was good. 
there were also some preposterous takes and some bad guesses. Uh, I went three and 13 in the, in the NFC. So, mm. I mean, uh, I'm bad. I did. Well, I, I think I had the best record in the AFC, but I believe Brad ended up in the Micah. How does it feel to go three and 13 and win Bob's chop steakhouse dinner? going three and 13. How's that feel? Oh, no, we're talking now. This is to remind everyone the lock of the fucking year. I believe I, I have the quotes here. <laughs> it was Indy whose over under was nine and a half. Peter and I were strongly on the under Brad and Mitch were strongly on the over. I'll read some of the quotes from Brad. They are cakewalking through this division. <laughs> Matty ice is Matthew Stafford. This is a super bowl <laughs> contender. Uh, then we said that we're going to Bob's rooftop. We'll collect in January. Uh, and then Brad, of course, said, I'm going to be eating a giant fucking charred carrot on you. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. Love that line. Actually the opposite. So I, I can't wait. Um, yeah, it's really good. Go back and listen to the feed. One other thing that is really good, and I know all of you guys can agree with me, is our friends over at Early Bird CBD. Up. These are the best full spectrum hemp gummies in the whole fucking world. Go to earlybirdcbd.com and use promo code ALGO to save 20%. It is the official product of dry January. According to me, uh, it is getting me through. I can't wait till five o'clock Friday to just start crushing gummies. You look like you're on the spectrum actually. <laughs> so they're clearly working those full spectrum CBD. Well, thank you. I, I look semi homeless and uh, apparently like I have autism. Uh, that that was the COVID vaccine, of course, not not the full spectrum <laughs> hemp gummies. Anyway, uh, we're having a lot of fun. And as I mentioned, it perhaps is the best weekend of the year in professional football. Mitch, I think you're going to uh, introduce the games and then we'll go through and break them all down. Brad's got a hard out. Let's uh, let's get started. By the way, Peter went six and oh, mm-hmm. the algo went four and two. And it was all over the dogs. Naturally, that data got skewed last week with uh, Dallas putting up an absolute stinker in week 18 versus the commanders. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall, you got to feel great about the Yago going 67% uh, for wildcard weekend. And I've got the output here. What we're going to do, we're going to go through all the four games. We're going to give out one algo play. But we're keeping three of them behind the paywall. So if you're interested, bet the algo on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash bet the algo. It's a few bucks. I guarantee you you're betting more coin on games than what you'd be paying for all of the games. So uh, come on, join us. We've got a few more games over there. But with that, we'll uh, we'll get started with uh first game that we've got on Saturday. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars who pulled off an epic, epic comeback. You can call it a Chargers collapse. Surprised to see Staley there. I don't know. But this line opened up uh, at the Chiefs laying nine. No real movement there. Uh, Actually, I see the Vegas Insider consensus at eight and a half. So my apologies. Check this out. You got 55% of, uh, sorry, 56% of the money coming in on Kansas City. I don't know, man. Money line, 92% on the Chiefs. Peter, what do you think here? 
it's it's funny that we start with this game because they're the two teams that I feel like all season, regular season, give me the most frustration and maybe throw the Titans in there as well. But <laughs> these two fucking teams, no matter what side I'm on, I'm a week late. Right. I, I picked the, the I picked the Jags after they look good, they stink it up. I picked the Chiefs to cover after they throttle someone, they play a close game. And um, I feel like that about both of these teams. The one thing that would scare me as a Chiefs better in this game is the momentum the Jags have from them being a two and six team to now making the postseason to then being fucking at home on the couch, being 27-0 down, to all of a sudden winning a bananas game 31-30 at the death, having so much momentum and feeling like it's house money, feeling like we're coming in, no one expects us to win. This is like just all a bonus for us. That might scare me. However, I think they're going to get a hard dose of playoff reality uh, in Kansas City this weekend. I can see that the Chiefs have been at home getting healthy. This is Mahomes time. This is Kelsey time. This is Annie Reid time. This is when the Chiefs, this is their, you know, this is the start of their season, essentially. Like, they don't give a shit about the regular season. They win the division. They saunter through. This is now the big boy football. It's going to be too much for Jacksonville. I see them down 14 points early the game could get away um they're gonna need their defense to turn it over probably to try and keep them in it but i see the chiefs winning by 10 to 14 points i'm gonna take uh, the minus a in kansas city i love it i i have uh two sides of this one i'll go next i suppose uh andy reed do you know what his record is in the week can combining regular season and postseason the week after a bye week. What He's is? played 30 of these games. He has won 87.1% of them. Jeez, that's a lot. There's also a rule that says you shouldn't bet the underdog, especially in the playoffs, if you don't think they can win the game outright. And I don't think anyone who's on this podcast is going to say that they anticipate Jacksonville winning this game uh, in Arrowhead. In fact, Trevor Lawrence has come out and said, Arrowhead's not going to be that loud. I'm not afraid of it or something to that effect. <laughs> to which my Kansas City friends are already foaming at the mouth and drinking in preparation of, of something that's going to be absurd. Uh, Andy Reid uh, against the spread after a bye week also has an excellent record. Uh, 22 and three and seven and three in the playoffs. 22 and three in the regular season, seven and three in the playoffs. That's pretty awesome. Now, let, let me just get to this. If you like Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence showed that they can bounce back. This team has won, I think they've won their last five games. They've all essentially been playoff games. They've been playing under pressure. Several of them have had big comebacks. I mean, last week is the one that everybody's going to know about. But over the last five or six weeks, they've had several three-score comebacks. This team is not afraid. And Trevor Lawrence has some special talents. Uh, the guy makes, he's got world-class arm talent. He makes throws that almost no other quarterback in the NFL makes. That being said, if he plays a perfect game, can Jacksonville win this football game? I'm not sure that they can. 
I think that they're playing with house money. I think that they're a little relaxed. Um, I mean, they're not going to be scared, but I could see this being a TCU situation. This is the team that's been living on the edge for weeks, scraping by, playing with confidence, winning games, uh, but they've already gotten further than anyone expect them to get. And uh, I think that that Kansas City rolls uh, by two touchdowns on Saturday. I'm with you, Micah. Keeping it simple here. I'm riding with Kansas City, and I don't have any qualms with it at all. You're talking about Jacksonville being on a win streak. Here's their last, they've won six in a row. So they beat the Titans, they beat the Cowboys, good win. They beat the Jets, the Texans, the Titans, and then they beat the Chargers last week in an epic meltdown. It's not, it's not a beautiful profile there. It's not the best resume you've ever seen. I'm not poo-pooing it. I mean, wins are wins. If you can win, reel off that many in a row, great. But I think this is it, man. Like, I think that they've basically come to the end of that that line. Uh, they're playing world-class talent here. They're playing the one seed. And um, I just, I don't think you can go into this situation talking shit about the Kansas City crowd. I think that's a huge mistake. I don't think you come back once you get down at Arrowhead. I think that's going to play out like if you get down like you're gonna stay down and you're gonna get down a lot worse so I just see the Chiefs being too much for them I think it's kind of a Cinderella story for Jacksonville considering that Indy was gonna cakewalk through this fucking division and uh here we are but uh yeah I uh <laughs> call back Brad I, I thank you very much just you know bringing it all full circle here I it, I misspoke earlier mm. uh, Andy Reid is 22 and three straight up in the regular season and seven and three straight up in the playoffs, but his winning percentage in against the spread is 22 and 13. That's 60, 63% in the regular season and 70% against the spread in the playoffs. Mm. I'm with Kansas city and, and um, I got him by 14 easy. Like I don't, I'm very comfortable with this one here. So I'm riding with uh Casey. Let's hear what can't miss Mitch. The most I love how player. everybody's on KC here. And there's no question who's winning this football game. I mean, Kansas City at home, Peter and I have a championship parlay with our boy Gars and Kansas City. They're they're winning the Super Bowl. Cash that component of what are the stakes? I want to hear the stakes of this this parlay. Uh, We put 200 bucks. We've got Kansas City, the Celtics, Manchester City? City to win the Champions League. Yep. And the last one is the San Diego Padres to win the World Series to collect. They're already we're already getting calls that they want to pay us out already. That's how, how confident <laughs> uh, we are to collect one hundred and twelve thousand dollars. I believe. Oh my! Yeah. Okay. We had to we had to pull Gars away from all the fun he had to drive down the circuit because they're the only casino that will take these championship parlays. Guys, let's get into this game real quick. And I'm happy that you've got Kansas City because this is an exact rematch of what we saw earlier this season. The spread was almost identical. Uh, Kansas City was seven and two. Jacksonville at the time was a three and seven football team. They went to Arrowhead. They lost by 10. The spread was nine and a half. And uh, Kansas City did whatever they wanted to that Jacksonville football team. Granted, Lawrence didn't make many mistakes. He threw two touchdowns, zero picks, but Mahomes went absolutely off. He did exactly what he's supposed to do, threw for four tutties, one pick. I mean, he went bananas that week. They had almost 500 total yards, so really kind of the complete package from what we saw, uh, out of what we expect out of the Kansas City team. I'll say this. This Kansas City defense is nasty. 
But right behind him is Jacksonville. The last three weeks, KC giving up 15.7 points a game. Jack's right behind him, giving up 16.3 points a game. That's a top five defense. That's better than Cincy, Dallas, the Jets. Uh, this Jacksonville defense is a much better team than they were midway through uh, the season. I like Jacksonville to hang around. Micah, you brought up the point of Jacksonville being loose and they're playing with house money. I think this is too many points. I, I, I think, granted, as great as KC is on offense, we expect them to put up a ton of points. But get this, the last three weeks, which is a good, big component of the algo, both teams are putting up 27.3 points a game. So when you think about that, you think about uh, the defensive side of the ball, only a half a point separates them from what they're giving up. So I've got to take the eight and a half to me. This just seems way too easy, way too easy. I think this is going to be a much closer game than what you, what you think. Similar to what we saw unfold in Buffalo last week with Miami hanging around in a chance to potentially upset Casey that I don't think that's going to happen, but I think that I, th I think Casey backers might get a little nervous here. We're going to give you one algo pick. This is going to be it. The algo has Jacksonville winning outright. Bullshit. What? 27.01 to 26.09. You're getting nine and a half points of value on Jacksonville. How about that? Holy shit. That's what I, Love that's what I said when I put that in. All right, boys, let's get to hey, the next game. One other question before we move yeah. on to the next game. I'm sure you guys saw the news about Trevor Lawrence this week. After the game, he and his posse went to Waffle House to celebrate. Apparently, he rented out the entire Waffle House ahead of time. On a scale of one to ten, how fucking lame is this? At zero. This is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Waffle House is the greatest restaurant on earth. I love it. Fucking scattered, smothered, and covered. If you don't Give think the hottest day. Waffle House in America is in Jacksonville, Florida, you are fucking crazy yeah. too. I, I love, I love this. This is the pinnacle of, of uh, Waffle House. Did you right about that? Did you Tony see his shirt though? Still talks about how the only thing in Jacksonville is a is a dozen is five dozen Waffle Houses. Beautiful. Did you see uh, Trevor Lawrence's shirt after the game? It said it was always Jacksonville. Uh, I thought that was fucking gangster. I liked it. Waffle House. Let's go. All right. All right, let's go. Next yeah, time. I mean, yeah, it's the only restaurant in Jacksonville, so he had no <laughs> other right. place to go. So right. it was yeah, a phenomenal yeah. move. Where, where else are you going to go at that time? Uh, at any time, really. Jacksonville stinks. Um, all right, we've got the G-Men heading right down the street off of 95, headed to play Philadelphia, their uh, division rival. This line opened up the Eagles laying seven. It's now seven and a half. The G-Men are 14 and four against the spread. Eagles are eight and nine against the spread. 58% of the tickets and 54% of the money are on the Gents. Really? This line is this line is bonkers. I don't know who was fucking high when they made this line. Seven and a half is insane to me for a team that's what wooden. To, you know, have lost two games recently enough. I know Hertz is back. He's not 100% healthy. Seven and a half points seems crazy. In a divisional game in the playoffs against the team, the New York Giants, who just went on the road and beat the Minnesota Vikings, who had, what, 13 wins 
and looked amazing doing it. Daniel Jones looked incredible. He played an almost perfect football game, I would say. As soon, like that opening drive, the ball looked amazing coming out of his hand. It was just like tight, tight spirals. Everything was on point. I think this line is craziness. Um, It's actually so crazy that typically I would take the Eagles here because I think it's it's so absurd that it's seven and a half that it must mean take the other side. But I, I'm not going to start picking against the Giants. I've picked them all season, every single week, and picked them last week. They're also 5-0 and against the spread in their last five road games. The type of football they play travels well as well at this time of year. They run the fuck out of the ball. The quarterback can run the football of the ball. One thing on last week's game, Daniel Jones was the first player in NFL history to throw for over 300, pass for two touchdowns, and run for over 70 yards in a playoff game in the NFL. Pretty amazing statistic. He definitely earned himself a bunch of money um, last week. A bunch, a couple of zeros probably added on to the end of that check that he's going to get from the Giants this offseason. But give me the G-men here all day. Uh, I, too, love this line and the Giants here in this spot. The half point especially. Uh, this is a division matchup. This is the third time these teams have played Seven and a half points is too many. The Giants have proven themselves to be a well-coached team that will keep this game close. Um, now, that's, of course, that being said, I mean, I guess Philly could boat race them uh, coming off of the bye week with a little bit of rest. I, I've been wrong before, and I will continue to be wrong often. But I, I tend to like the Giants in this spot, and I, I kind of like them big. I mean, Danny Dimes, uh, Vanilla Vic as some people are now calling him. Vanilla Vic. <laughs> I love that. The only person calling him that is Nick Adams. Are you guys following that guy on Twitter? I don't. I don't no. follow him. I don't even know who he is. Oh, oh, he's a must follow. He's oh, great. I'll check him out. to him later. I'll, I'll send you guys some of his uh, greatest work. He's he's an alpha male, but that's <laughs> here nor there. There's like four people listening that know exactly what I'm talking about, and they're cackling. Anyway, I like the G-men here. Um, the Eagles... The Eagles are good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but the Eagles play a lot of bend but don't break defense. The Giants are going to be content to nickel and dime the ball down the field, chew up as much clock, shorten the game in basketball lingo, and make a, you know, it's they're gonna they're gonna play like a 15 seed playing a two seed. They're gonna try and shorten the 40 minute game to 22 minutes. And and they're well coached, and I like their chances of keeping this within a touchdown. I don't necessarily think they're going to win the game on the road, but um, Jalen Hurts has played one game in the last what six weeks. There's, you know, he could be a little rusty, although he could also be totally healthy and ready to go. I just like the G men. I think they showed me enough uh, last week that they uh, will keep this game close. Three, three, the, the third time's a charm here. You guys, this is framing up to be the. Uh indie rematch of the century if if Mitch is with me because you guys both like the Giants and I am very strongly feeling like I like Philly in the spot I think the Giants have overperformed and I think that they hit a opponent in Minnesota that's maybe the most overrated team in whatever NFL history to go whatever the record was 13 and three whatever it was I think that the the Eagles run defense is going to stifle uh, Saquon, and I think that, that receiving core is, I mean, their best receiver 
is it Hodges, the guy who came off of a practice squad for Buffalo? Like, I think that this is a situation where if you can keep uh, the Giants one-dimensional and crush that run game, they just don't have enough in the passing game to be competitive with this offense. And I think Philly kind of rolls them here. I, I'm looking at all this injury reports. No mention of Hurts. I think he comes in healthy, and I think that uh, he's fresh and rolls. I am not in that camp at oh, all. Good. Uh, I, I, I really, really like the G-men here. One thing that really stands out to me, the G-men put up their second stringers uh, a few weeks ago in Philadelphia, and they only lost by six points. I mean, everybody was sitting on the bench. So who, who knows what the real thoughts are, but here is my take on their previous games this season. Philly's won them both. Granted, Philly is a superior team. They've played great. However, to beat a division rival three times in one season, it seems like a lot to ask for. It really does to me. And when I'm looking at this G, uh, G-Men offense, right, the Giants offense, it is insane. The rushing that they're putting up, this is the fourth best rushing team in the league, and they they're absolutely on fire. They continue to do anything they want on the ground. So that blocking, and then obviously everyone's going to drop back. And then, you know, Jones is supplementing a lot of what Saquon's doing on his own. And he's picking up ridiculous chunks of yardage at a time. I think the best defense for this Giants team, which by the way, their offense is just phenomenal. I mean, they're putting up 28.3 points a game. They're also ranked fourth the last three weeks in points scored, uh, beating Detroit, Green Bay, KC, you name it. They're just behind San Fran, Buffalo, and LA. You have a great run game like that. You're going to keep the other team off the field, and that's exactly what they're going to need to do. I'm going to take the Giants. I think it's too many points here. If anything, this is going to be a three or four point game. And yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think Hertz is going to come in a little rusty. So let's see about that. The Algo. Or we're not giving the Algo pick, right? Oh, I know. That was yeah. part of the drama. <laughs> oh, fuck I, was, yeah. I was doing the drama. Uh, you, you almost got, you got me. You, you, you Start the whole show me. over. Start the show <laughs> over. It's over. Uh, no, guys, this is what I wanted to say about the Algo. Uh, you're going to want to see what the algo has here. Uh, it shocked me. It'll shock. It'll shock everybody on here. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm. I'm blown away. I will say that. Patreon.com. That's a hard segue, boy. The algo. Nice. I love it. Yeah. All right. What time do we need to get you out of here, Brad? We're going to keep you right. We got 30 minutes. Right we got plenty of time. Time. We got yeah. 28 minutes. All right. So, Mike, go into some weird rant for another 28 <laughs> minutes. We'll keep him here longer. No? Well, currently, no, I, what I, what I, my last thought, sorry, I was going to say on that game, you said about the three times, Mitch, that they were playing each other. And the kind of similar how Miami and Buffalo, like in the wildcard weekend, like, Playing each other three times, they know everything about each other. There's no surprises. The game's just going to be close, you feel like, you know. It has to Here's be. One. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cincy, Buffalo, this line opened up at the Bills lane four. It's now five and a half. Cincy's 12 and five against the spread. Buffalo, seven, nine, and one. 67% of the tickets 
or on Cincy. Kind of feels right. 62% of the money is coming in on Buffalo. Yeah, it's it's another it, – this, this is the spread that I thought felt more reasonable for the New York-Philly game, four, four and a half, and maybe getting as high as five, five and a half. That feels right for New York-Philly. Um, I think it's a little high here as well. Five and a half sounds like a lot of points to be given up to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think it's, it, you know, it's, it's probably, it's going to be a fantastic matchup. Um, if I was Buffalo, I'd be a little bit scared, to be honest. Fucking Joe Burrow in the postseason just has this, just, even the way, you, you, you know, you watch his post-game press conferences and the way he fucking answers questions, it's, you can just feel his his charisma or his, or his ego kind of combining in every answer. It's 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 brilliant. But you know, if you're playing against him, it's it's definitely a scary thought. I think in the postseason, um, I got to take the points. It's the only play here. I don't think you can give this many points to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow's way too good. He's got way too many weapons. Their defense is playing well. I don't know if they're going to win, but this is coming down. This could be a game where it's whoever has the ball last situation. Uh, Buffalo, could, it could be in two of these back-to-back. They, they probably get Kansas City next week. If they win, it'd probably be, be another game similar, uh, similar to how this one is going to go. Whoever has the ball last is the winner here. So five and a half is too, too many. Give me sense. Here's where I stand on this one. First of all, gentlemen, I have sent you a series of tweets from Nick Adams. Uh, you guys can enjoy that while I give this this scorching hot take. Cincinnati's offensive line is beat to shit. They're, they're down to two starters. One of them is a rookie. Uh, they can't protect Joe Burrow, and that's a problem. Um, since, uh, you know, the bills are a good front running team. They can get after the quarterback when they don't have to play, uh, against the run. Cincinnati has proven that they, despite having a, a, a good running back, prefer to throw the ball to those excellent, uh, weapons that Joe Burrow has. I think it's too much with the offensive line that he has. I think he's going to get sacked seven or eight times and they're just not going to be able to keep up with Buffalo. That being said, if you want the counterpoint, the counterpoint is what Peter said, and that's that Joe Burrow is the next Tom Brady. This guy has it. He is a stud. You're going to hate yourself, not to say he's going to win seven rings, but you're going to hate yourself for betting against this guy for the rest of his career. Anytime you do it and you lose, you're going to say, I'm a fucking idiot. Why did I bet against Joe Burrow? And you put yourself in that spot here. This also, you know, it feels like a field goal game. Uh, to a certain extent, these teams are are pretty even are going to play what should be a close game. I, I am leaning Buffalo here. Uh, five and a half is a lot of points. I just think the Bengals are too beat up on the front line and uh, Buffalo is going to be able to take advantage of that. Uh, you know, on, on a neutral field, I think these teams are pretty even uh, if at full strength. And I just don't see that being the case. And unfortunately, I think it's going to catch up to the bills here. Or to to the Bengals, I should say. Uh, give me Bills Mafia. 
Micah, you made some very good points, particularly the offensive line point on the Bengals. Now, your take that it's going to be a three-point game and then you selected the team that is favored by five and a half is fucking asinine. Makes no sense to me. <laughs> but, you know, you can't win them all, big guy. I just um, said I was keeping a counterbalance, fam. Yeah, I, I saw you trying to ride the fence. and You're not allowed on there. You're going to have to get yourself on one side or the other. And so you're riding with, uh, with Buffalo. And I think that that is the rational choice here buffalo at home's tough i have my questions about both teams just like you the offensive line struggles with uh the Bengals are concerning but buffalo's just been shaky they've been shaky ever since uh allen hurt his elbow like he he played through it but it seems like that they have never really found their footing since then they've never blown anybody out since then and for them to struggle with skylar thompson or skylar whatever his name is in miami like that freaks me the fuck out like at home like that is a concerning thing to me, and I struggle is the wrong word probably because they were winning by more than what the final score indicated. But at the same time, the final score is pretty fucking close. And so, like I said, I have questions about both of these teams, but I think this is where the Bills get right. I think the Bills at home. I think five and a half is is doable. Uh, I don't love it. I'm with you, man. I I think Burrow is the truth, but. Without a healthy offensive line, I think that's just too much to overcome with this fully complete uh, Bills team at home. I'm riding with the Bills. Did I put y'all to sleep? No, I'm no. not you. But uh, before Mitch starts going, I, I'll just say you talked about how Buffalo didn't look great last week. Cincinnati is fortunate to be in this game. Without that 99-yard fumble recovery, uh, right. they're not playing this week. So, uh, you know, I, yeah. And, and I think the other last thing here that, um, that I'll touch on before giving it over to Mitch. Um, I, and now I completely forgot what I was going to say uh, because all <laughs> I'm thinking about is that 99 yard fucking fumble recovery that Sam Herbert stole. And I can't believe if I was the fucking buff, if I was the Baltimore Ravens, I would be absolutely fucking sick. Um, just still thinking about that. But yeah, Mitch, what do you think? Mitch, I think you're on mute, buddy. Can we lose Mitch? Nah, he's just got his mic red with a cross across it. Oh, there we go. Now he's back. That's well, that's perfect. Cause I was like talking and I thought I was interrupting people. And (laughs) uh, look, dogs are barking in my house and dogs are going to continue to bark. Uh Oh, this bank, this Bengals team, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I picked a 49ers Bengals Super Bowl, um, which was just kind of, you know, uh, some dream fantasy because I saw, I think maybe in the 86 uh, Super Bowl, it might have been that. I don't know what I saw, but they, they got a chance. Since he has a chance, all great teams, uh, they, they teeter every once in a while. And I think since he is going to match up well against this Buffalo team, I think, look, Josh Allen is great. I don't know who said anything about Burrow, but I think we all know about his nature. The guy just not, he's not phased by anything. And I love what he does. I love the moxie and, you know, what you said, the charisma. But when I look at the defense, the defense is what is going to uh, set these teams apart. Cincinnati is the sixth-ranked defense year-to-date. Buffalo, the third-ranked defense year-to-date. However, the last three weeks, 
Cincinnati's overperforming. They're only giving up 17 points a game. Buffalo's giving up 22.3 points a game. So I think the def- I think Cincy has a better defense. And I'm going to say that this is going to be a close one where Buffalo is probably going to be up double digits at some point. And I think this is a perfect backdoor cover mm. that Cincy's going to. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to win, but they're going to be up 10. Bro, you can count on we'll get it late and they'll make it interesting. I got one more Burrow note here. One more. Have yeah. you seen his like profile picture they keep showing like when they're showing like each player or whatever, his profile picture. He looks exactly like Kevin McAllister after he's grown up from Home Alone. <laughs> like just after he's just flamed out the sticky wet bandits. And he kind of acts like like a young uh, yeah, Kevin Yeah, he does act like a little Kevin McAllister for just sure. Saying. Yeah, no, he that's got swag. You both have Twitter. Do we have a Twitter for backdoor cover or is this all social toast? We got Twitter. Uh, It's pretty dead. Yeah. You guys need to start that up because that'd be a hell of a post right there on on that. If if, if, if that's a unique take, unless you've already. uh, That's 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 all original. Just hit me. uh, I think I think that needs to go up somewhere (laughs) because. That's that, a, that's that, a, bur- that's that a belongs one. in the viral internet sphere. That's a hot one. The internet deserves that one. Yeah. A hot one. Before we uh, get to the last game, since we still have 20 minutes before Brad's out, I think we should talk about Nick Adams for just a second. No, 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 no. Don't you dare derail us. We, I have a dinner him. reservation. Let's, Let's get on to the next game, please. Give me two minutes. Start in two there. minutes. Nick Adams, uh, his Twitter is says Nick Adams and then in parentheses alpha male. Oh, uh, this guy. I can he see is. it. Just, uh, I he, saw Paige Sporanic flame this guy a, a couple weeks back. Yes, yes. He, he most recently went viral because P- Paige Sporanic went after him. He, he claims to be President Trump's favorite author, and he seems like a parody account, but we can't really tell. He's Australian, but this like super conservative guy, um, he loves Hooters. He just <laughs> loves it. And he he's a volume shooter when it comes to Twitter. Mm. Uh, he's, he's posting dozens of times a day, but the most recent tweet he posted said, I'm back in town after several weeks on the road fighting to save America. So of course my first stop this morning was my butcher. The moment I arrived, Mario with tears in his eyes told me that the 106 ounce double Tomahawk ribeye that I ordered would be double the cost because of Joe Biden tyranny. <laughs> wow. I, I love it. And then he also does this thing where he just makes up these fake stories about how he overhears conversations that obviously have never happened. And I, I just, I love him. I, I want to give it, a lot of shit. It has to be a parody account. No, he seems to be a real guy. Like he shows up on Fox News and does real hits. Oh, Last wow. week he went viral because I guess Eminem, one of the Eminem, apparently the green Eminem is a lady. But now they made a different colored Eminem. A, a oh, Eminem. I thought you were talking about the rapper. Me too. No, no, no. <laughs> and so he he uh, called for a boycott of all Eminems. He said that it's a beta male. Uh, yeah. How you can M&Ms. back this guy and then be mad about anything <laughs> ever, Micah, is beyond me. <laughs> this mean, guy is way below Saudi's uh, live tour and everything else. This guy's the scum of the earth. What's wrong with you, son? Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. All right. Oh. All right, back on track. Last game. Last game. The the Dallas Cowboys. Big, big win last week. Uh, I want before let's talk about something that's kind of important because uh, did Tom Britton a couple questions I've got for the group. Did Tom Brady play his last game? 
did he play his last game in Tampa? And I can't believe that they canned Byron Leftwich. I really can't because that guy is kind of a stud. He was like top of the list of head coaching vacancies last year. So I don't know. Any thoughts on any three of those questions? I'll answer them all very quickly. Not for long. Go ahead, Peter. (laughs) I'll ask them very quickly. I I think Tom did play his last game, so then it's a a yes on the second question. And the third question, I, I don't know how he got canned. They were a fucking joke. The books were an absolute joke of an offense the entire season. Of course he was getting canned. I don't care what you did last year or the year before. He was complete. They were garbage. So that was the only that was the only answer. He hasn't been around that long. He hasn't probably built up enough credibility. I think it's fair. Here's my take on Tom. Um, I, I don't know where Tom plays next year or if he does play next year. One thing I'm confident of is he is getting out of Tampa Bay. He is... We will not see him playing for that franchise ever again. I think he he wants to play again. Uh, he's he's free from the chains of his family life, and uh, he figures he might as well give it another run somewhere. Here's the issue. The quarterback market this year is shaping up to be uh, pretty wide open. There are a lot of guys out there. We don't know what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. We don't know what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. We don't know Derek where Carr. Uh, Derek Carr, that beta male. Like, there's not just like normally it's like Ryan Fitzpatrick and and McNown or McCown or whatever. McNown just made some hope. Kane McNown, no, that's a real <laughs> 2002 throwback. But yeah, there there's some real legitimate NFL starters that are going to be available in free agency. Unlike uh, Brad's pick for the new Matthew Stafford, Matty Ice, who he'll be out there too. All that being said, it's it's there's not a des, there's not like a, a blinking red light like oh he's a shoe in to go here. Uh, Vegas seems to be the, yeah. the favorite at this point. Back with McDaniel, um, but I I just see him not being in Tampa. That's for sure. Yeah, I think he plays again too, and I think McDaniel's is a good place for him to land in Vegas. But we'll see. I know he wants to keep on the West, East Coast with his kids. There's some shit there, so Vegas would be out there if he arrived in uh, Indy. You guys, they would just roll through that cakewalk fucking division like you wouldn't believe. Just saying. All right, I'll get to this Dallas game. Here's just what I will say, and we'll close the loop on this. The reason why Tampa struggled was because they had no rushing game. They were ranked 32nd in every statistical category on the ground. They were terrible. And so you can blame the offensive coordinator for that, but to me, that's players. You're 32nd? That's that's your blocking. They yeah, but, yeah, but we, yeah, but we know that that's but we know that that's not the case. The coach is the person that gets the cannon. That's what happens in football. Well, fine. But I saw Brady making throws and I've seen him look like that as a Patriot fan from time to time. I've never seen him look that bad. I mean, his throws were God awful. Mm. He needs to hang it up. I should have hung it up a few years ago, but so be it. The Cowboys. They looked great. I don't think I think anybody could have looked great against that Tampa Bay team, to be honest with you. Uh, So the Cowboys are on the road against, you know, I think probably maybe the perennial favorite for come out of the NFC. Uh, 49ers uh, are laying four. No real line movement there. Cowboys, they're 11 and seven against the spread. So they're on the winning side. 
happy to uh, back the Cowboys for once. They're actually got a uh, a winning record and uh, always feel like they might be a little overvalued uh, amongst the public. And San Francisco, uh, they're 12 and six against the spread. 65% of the tickets are coming in on San Fran, 70% of the money on the Cowboys. Yeah, I've loved the 49ers all year and said it multiple times, Mitch, of how going to San Francisco is just really, really hard to do. It's hard to, it's hard even to keep it close. Like they've blown a bunch of people out, you know, in the, by more than one score. So they cover a lot at home. Um, however, this will be one time that I am picking against them. The Cowboys last week were my lock. And what's funny is the destruction or the uh, how much the Cowboys have destroyed their own fan base over the last 30 years because their fucking play is amazing to me. Every single Cowboys fan I spoke to said the Cowboys were going to get beaten. We're going to lose. Everyone thought, I don't know how that's possible. We fucking, we got the unfortunate and pleasure of watching that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team so many times in prime time. And it was the same fucking thing over and over again. They stink. I had no point. I don't know how anyone would have thought it was going to be any different. Cowboys by a trillion was the only play. And I think this Cowboys team is built perfectly for the postseason. They're top three in sacking the quarterback. They're top, they're number one in takeaway in the takeaways in the NFL. So the two things you need to do in the postseason, they do really well. On the offensive side of the ball, they've got a good quarterback, a double-headed, double-headed weapon on running back, a great O-line, a big-time wide receiver with a big-time tight end, and other good wide receivers. They, they've got the perfect recipe for me to go deep into the playoffs. I'm picking them to make it to the Super Bowl. I think they go into San Francisco and win this weekend. Give me the four all day. The four is a lot of points. Mm. I love the Cowboys. Wow. That's what I'm talking about, Peter. Uh, to answer Mitch's question from a moment ago, uh, your current odds via Caesar Sportsbook to win the Super Bowl, uh, the Chiefs at plus 310, the Bills at 350, the Niners are at plus 380, and the Eagles are at plus 525. So, the Niners are actually a pretty heavy favorite uh, to win the NFC and and I guess to win the Super Bowl. The, they have the best odds of any NFC team. Okay, that being said, San Francisco is fucking good. They are talented. They are, in my mind, have the best roster um, of the teams in the NFC. Uh, and I, it may not even be particularly close. That defense is incredible and they've got weapons that, are as good as we, you know, as, as that are out there. Um, that being said, they start Brock Purdy, who clearly has it. Brock Purdy can play. Brock Purdy can be my quarterback. No rookie quarterback has ever taken a team to the Super Bowl. No rookie quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl. And it would be unlikely in my mind that Mr. Irrelevant is the one that gets you there. Um, now does that will be awesome. Does that mean they're better than the Cowboys? I think they're still a better team than the Cowboys. That being said, I think that Brock Purdy as a rookie quarterback is going to lose, uh, at some point this season. And why not this week to the Dallas Cowboys? We, we watched this game. You guys watched the game. Algo, Algo was there for it too. And you'll, you'll get Algo's pick on the Patreon behind the paywall, but 
Micah Parsons is fucking incredible. Okay. He is, he's at the quarterback every play. The first two drives last week, he was all over Tom Brady, hit him every play. It doesn't matter what you do. If you double him, if you chip him, he is an unstoppable force. And if the Cowboys can find a way to get a lead in this game, they can win the football game. No, no coach in America makes it easier on their quarterback than Shanahan. And if the, if the Niners get a lead or if this game is close, Brock Purdy can win this football game. But if they have to throw the ball from behind, if the Cowboys can get up by two scores at some point in the first half, and you get Micah just pinning his ears back and going after the quarterback, I, I think I like the Cowboys. Now, this may be me as a Cowboys fan through rosy glasses. Of course, the Cowboys dominated the shit out of Tampa last week. But the Cowboys won four more games than Tampa. And Tampa was lucky to win a couple games. Like, Tampa sucked. Tampa stinks. Tampa is trash. That being said, we didn't, boys. There you go, Mike. Uh, way to pick a side. So, it's a, it's a good take. It's before good. before your point, Brett. Okay. Is that a record for saying that being said in one take for the most? Just A lot of qualification that. in that take. Yeah. A lot of qualifiers. Yeah. So this is pr- these are pretty similar rosters to what uh, transpired in last year's playoffs when San Francisco beat uh, the Cowboys 23-17. The difference being Garoppolo swatched, switched out with Purdy, and now they've got uh, the best running back in the league or one of the best running backs in the league in Christian McCaffrey. I consider that a wash, if not an upgrade at this point. Uh I, I feel comfortable in San Francisco. I think that they're the betting favorite for a good reason. They're my favorite to win the the Super Bowl. Uh, going to San Francisco is going to be tough. And really, like, until the Cowboys played a, the shittiest Tampa Bay team of all time, basically, not literally, but this season, like, the, the shittiest Tom Brady team of all time. How's that? Until they played that team, everybody was kind of questioning the Cowboys. A lot of people were not on the Cowboys to beat Tampa, and... I'm just not going to let Tampa, them dominating Tampa, be what influences my opinion of the Cowboys. I think that they kind of limped in at the end of the year. And I think that this San Francisco defense, which is the real story here, is going to put a lot of pressure on Dak. And I think there's going to be turnovers like you wouldn't fucking believe. And I think San Francisco rolls. But I am we, but I am with the boys. I'm sorry. I love the boys, but that's my take. This is I completely agree with you. This is the number one team that forces turnovers and it's the San Francisco defense. That front line is going to put pressure on Dak. And we know what happens when Dak is under pressure. He had all day to throw the ball. They could do whatever they want. That was a cupcake first game cupcake. This is the San Francisco 49ers defense and they are legit. This team. The other thing that I want to mention time of possession by the offense is exceptional. They're second best team in the league. And conversely, they're the second best defense from limiting opponents to time is possession. So uh, a well-coached team and these guys, have their stars all over the field on both sides of the ball. I mean, you know, you've got Kittle, who's like an afterthought uh, with Debo and Ayuk. It's ridiculous. Brock is the real thing. He is the real deal. And the way he makes decisions, the way he goes through the progressions, there's no doubt in his mind he's doing the right thing. I had four touchdowns last week. One of them was on the ground. So, yeah, I think this game is going to be an easy 
blowout from San Francisco Ooh. and the Cowboy fans from what they thought was going to happen last week. It's going to happen again this week. Dak will have an interception. Bet your money on that. Bet your money on that. Can I say one thing, Mitch? You did say San Fran is number one in the league in turnovers. They're not. They're playing the team that's number one in the league in turnovers. In the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, turnover margin per game. Turnover margin, yes. <laughs> My apologies. They are number forcing two turnovers. It, no, the Dallas Cowboys are number one in forcing turnovers. And for us to say that Brock Purdy is the real deal after fucking what? Five or six games is just bonkers. We haven't seen anything. We haven't seen him tested once yet. I like what Michael was saying. His namesake, wait till he gets in his face and let's see what he thinks of that before we start calling him or anointing him anything. <laughs> McStats coming in, putting Mitch down, slaying the dragon. McStats got his stats all the way lined up here. Uh, the thing about Purdy, though, it, like we saw Trey Lance running that offense. That's a rookie essentially running an offense, and it wasn't good. You plug in Purdy, and it's a completely different story. And to me, that's the differentiator. Like you can just change one factor in the equation and clearly see a much, 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 much different product. And that's why I think. We haven't seen Purdy yeah. face much uh, adversity. We haven't seen him make a comeback. When, when we, we haven't seen him do anything. He hasn't done anything yet. Besides win. He's, still, he's got 107.3 rating. Yeah. And How many games has he played? Game. He's played about fucking three games. He's played. He started five and he's played nine. <laughs> yeah, let's calm the fuck down. He hasn't you know, done anything yet. This guy also started like, what, 49 games in college. This The, the dude knows what he's doing. Okay. And Brock Purdy can play a little bit, but we don't know if he can play when he's behind and he's got... You guys are missing the boat. It's the it's the weapons that he has. It's the weapons that he has. Yeah, it's but it's the weapons. No, you're right. He doesn't have to do much. And the way that he he can just throw it to McCaffrey on a five yard, you know, flat out route or a slant and let him go bananas. He doesn't need to do anything and just manage the football game. So I disagree. Well, which is why we don't need to call him the real deal because he doesn't need to do dick then. He, he's just... Well, in, that's the real deal. Managing a football game it, and it could be anybody. It's all about wins, right? Yeah, yeah but it could position. be anybody in that position is what we're, it is what we're saying. It could be. I don't, I don't think it could be anybody. That's why I think he's the real deal. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo Trey, Trey would Lance. have this much success. I don't think Trey Lance would have this much success. There's a reason why they're there right now. There is. He's there. He took them there. The other quarterbacks aren't there. Brock Purdy's going to be there next year, too. He's the guy. This is the kind of passion I like seeing us end a podcast on. He might be the guy. You know what else I know? It's 5.30. It's Brad. Yeah, Brad, you got to go. Hey, one other thing, though. Um, (laughs) Nick Adams had a tweet. Oh, God. I don't care about Nick Adams. (laughs) Shut the fuck up about Nick Adams, Micah. Come on, Micah. I overheard three non-binary Generation Z. Oh, my God. (laughs) Expressing their disgust at Biden's mishandling of classified I'm documents. out of here. They agreed he should be arrested. Yes, be Mitch. Yes. For President Trump's return to Twitter. I don't believe that happened. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I will be crushing Heineken zeros and Guinness zero, watching the Cowboys and eating early birds like a like 
they're going out of style. Go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use promo code ALGO. Subscribe to Bet the ALGO on Patreon. Get the final three picks. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'll see all you guys at Bob's soon. Brad, good luck. Micah, you're a true alpha male. Audience, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. All right, guys.